so Sam, first question is, how have you connected with God as your as as he is your strength and refuge during this season of pandemic? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I for me, honestly, it's it's this season has been challenging. It's been difficult to do it. And I think that so much of my life pre um, COVID was I had a real routine in the way that I operated and and once things shut down and, and wasn't able to go to classes anymore, wasn't able to go to um, different community events that just had to, like I had to restructure routine and, and within that restructure, um, the things that I had normally done, um, particularly in terms of community um, with connecting with, with, with God. And so for me, really um, the season has brought a lot of different emotions, anxieties, fears, um, and one of the things that I've really had to intentionally seek out and, and work at is, is getting quiet, um, being, um, finding time to, to connect with God, whether that's um, just, just finding a quiet room or, or often going for walks. Um, I think that really for me, getting the chance to um, be in nature and, and, understand and feel those emotions, be able to give space for that, um, be able to recognize what that is, um, recognize the things that I'm finding challenging, the things that are out of my control, um, as is everything really, um, but finding and, and being able to realize um, what what those emotions were, were telling me and being able to, to, to go to, to God to spend time um, in prayer, spend time in quiet, spend time um, reading. Um, has really been kind of how I've how I've tried to approach it, and for me, it really I'm still trying to figure out uh, what routine looks like. And, and as the school year starts, that's changed uh, again. Um, but continually trying to spend each week, um, yeah, trying to get more and more into um, that, and finding finding ways and different different ways to to connect with. With God. My last question to you, Sam, is, uh, you, and I think this is so appropriate for you, particularly because you mentioned that you are a person of routine and, and the past six months have been so disruptive to the ways you've done things, the ways that you've lived your life, the way of being, as it were. Um, has there been anything, has there been anything that you've been able to retain through these, through these, this season um, that you had previously? Um, and is there anything that has happened over the course of this season that you think to yourself now, oh, I need to, I need to sustain that because that's really helped me in my growth as a, as a Christian. Hmm. Yeah. Like I think really the, one of the great things about um, the Bible is that we, we can use that and, and read that. Um, at any time and so for me i've i like that routine of of waking up and and spending quiet time and, and it, it varies depending on the day but um being able to keep that uh routine just realize how um how important it is i think it's something that we can overlook something that we can decide is just part of what we're made to do or supposed to do or um, required to do and and i think that there's days where um, I wake up and I feel like there's a lot going on. There's days where I feel lazy or just overwhelmed or like I don't do, want to do anything. Um, 
but being able to to keep that i i it's it's something that we just we i think we're just taught that we're always supposed to do but it i've just realized how um powerful that that time can be um, especially when you um give space for it and and enter into it with with that heart um of receiving of of um desire to learn desire to know desire to grow um grow closer with god um but i think as i've gone through this season i've realized that um there's there's definitely been unique opportunities that i've had like even over the last couple of months um there's been a small group of of people and and one person in particular um was desiring some community each day and and so um through a small group of us we actually just read through um a chapter of of john and then a chapter of first peter each day um and got together on zoom just for half an hour just to connect just to to talk about what we were going through and, and i think for um us like it, there was days that that for scheduling reasons it didn't happen but the chance to actually know that we were going to gather each day and do that and and that can look differently i think that sometimes we get into we have these routines of getting into small groups once a week or uh every other week or whatever it looks like but actually just to realize and know that each day um we had a group of people that were coming together that were getting a chance to talk getting a chance to share what was happening in life um it was a really powerful experience and and i know that logistically that doesn't always work for for people but um i think the more time that we give and the more space that we give to to um connect with those to support each other to to listen to each other to to be together um, to get the chance to to experience life together and know that um there's going to be challenging days there's going to be uh, days where we feel encouraged there's going to be days where we just are wondering what we're doing um I, I think there's i think yeah just this time can be so challenging and, and i know for me i look and it's like when like so many times we ask like when is this going to end when is this going to be over and, and um i think for us this has been a real neat season for us to i think reevaluate how we've done things normally um whether that's in the church whether that's uh, on campus whether that's as small group leaders as um peers and i think that we've done things a certain way for a long time and there's benefits to that but i think there's also a real opportunity for us to reevaluate what what it looks like to be the church what it looks like to be together what it looks like um as a as a university um we've done things for a certain way for for a long time and and yeah there's positives to that but i think there's a real chance for us to reevaluate how we've done things and why we do things and figure out how we can move forward together um in a way that encourages each other inspires each other and and as we think about our heart for the world mm-hmm. um, how we are going to take what we've learned and what we know and what we've figured out about ourselves and and um yeah figure out a way to engage with each other um in a way that's that maybe is is more meaningful more a chance to to love others better that that actually makes sense for for others um and our heart for for them so zoe how has god been your refuge and strength through these past 6 months mm. Mm. i must be honest 
Um, I spent many months lamenting um, with all the things going on in the world. And I would say that I've had a couple breakdowns this summer. Um, yeah, if I wasn't lamenting, I was overwhelmed and uh, shutting everything out, including God. Um, and I think here, the thing that was really important for me was community. Uh, because it was community that reminded me God is my refuge, um, even in moments when it didn't feel like it. It was just remembering, recalling, um, yeah, that he is there and he is with me in the moments where I was feeling numb or feeling just really uh, wanting to be just, I don't know, in a, under a rock by myself, whatever. Um, yeah, there's more. <laughs> uh, but. I, I don't know what your other questions are, um, but I think I'll share, yeah, when um, everything first started and just being super aware of the things going on politically in the world um, and with the Black Lives Movement um, coming back to the forefront, just feeling like, oh, um, where is hope? What is good? Um, and I'm in a Bible study with some friends and that around that time we were looking at um, some passages in John. Um, and I think we were all carrying a pretty heavy and uh, weary heart. Um, and one of our friends actually brought up a passage in Psalms and I have it right next to me in my journal because I don't write it down. I forget it. Um, but essentially uh, it was, Psalm 29, 13 and 14, and it says, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Um, and we wrestled a lot with that. We were like, what is goodness? Um, we have an idea of goodness, um, but perhaps mm, just because the things we are seeing is not necessarily in line with that goodness, or maybe because it is happening in places we're not noticing, we think that there is no goodness. Um, but we left that meeting thinking, oh, we can still be confident and trust that there is goodness, even though we don't feel it or see it necessarily. Um, we're still wrestling with that question, but yeah, essentially, I think. That was one of the ways God was my refuge this summer. You're a spiritual formation major, mm -hmm. and you, you've been a, a Christian for, for, a, for a while, if not all your life, and, and, and here you are in the midst of this, this pandemic, and you, as you admitted earlier on, you felt like God wasn't very near, and you kind of shut God out a little bit. That yeah. must have been unbelievably disruptive to your sense of who you are because you've always thought of yourself as this way. And all of a sudden this pandemic had kind of cast you into a different, a different mindset, a different way of being, if you will. What, what was it that brought you back into, into the arms of Christ, if you will? Um, was there a spiritual practice? Was there something that was going on in your life that reminded you of his goodness and his mercy and his, and his faithfulness? What happened there? 
Um, mm, that's an interesting question with many aspects. Um, I think I would say that my idea of who I was as a Christian ha hadn't really changed um, in the pandemic. I think even before that, I was always wrestling with doubt or questions or, um, yeah, just just seeing the brokenness and wondering, like, where is God and what is it that, what is this hope that we have? Do I believe it? Um, what does that look like in the world? Um, so in that sense, I think it was just maybe more moments of sitting in that and being like, oh, man, like, wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need help. Um, but I would say spiritual practice wise, I think, um, I think I've been practicing moments of silence. Um, I think a lot of my life has been about, oh, I need to do, I need to give. Um, but there were moments in the summer where I was so exhausted and so I guess I would feel really far away from God. And I was just like, I have nothing to give. Um, and there was this practice that is found in Mulholland's book. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, okay. Invitation to a journey. Um, and essentially you just sit in silence for 10 minutes and you receive um, whatever God has to give you. And I think that was a space where I just sat and was like, honestly, yeah, I have nothing to give you, God. Could you be gracious enough to just give me? And he has been so gracious. And he did give me, um, I think, moments of peace, um, moments of stabilization, um, uh, just some calm in the midst of an anxiety-filled day. Yeah. One question that I've been asking other students is, has there been anything that's surprised you uh, through the pandemic, either surprised you about yourself or mm -hmm. about God and your relationship with God? I mean, you talked about at the beginning of the pandemic, you were you realized how much of an introvert you were in some in some ways that was probably very much a revelation for you. But have there been other things that have been going on in the last six months that have caught you by surprise, either in a positive or perhaps not so positive way? Mm. Uh, so I think I've been wrestling with the question of what does it mean that God's kingdom is here, but not yet for maybe the last two years. Um, I grew up in a church tradition that didn't uh, talk about that. And so having to wrap my head around this idea is like, what, what do you mean God's kingdom is here, but not yet? Um, but I think this summer, as I was wrestling with what is hope, uh, what is goodness? Why are we here? What is purpose for us? Um, and yeah, again, being in that group with my friends where we study the Bible, um, really learning. Like, for example, uh, when we were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, a friend mentioned, actually, a lot of people are doing kingdom work, even if they're not Christian, simply because they're learning right now um, what it is like to be Black, what it is to... Um, live each day, um, yeah, being discriminated and having um, so many things and barriers against them just because of who they are and what their skin is like. Um, but people are now 
making the effort to learn, to pay attention, to listen, um, to um, maybe break down these systems of oppression and replace them with something else. And I was like, whoa, you're right. This is kingdom work. Um, and I think just recognizing what it means that this kingdom is here and what it means to be part of it um, has been just so revelatory for me. Um, we were studying, if I may now, <laughs> talk, talk, okay, anyway. So uh, we were studying um, Jesus at the, the wedding where he turns water into wine. And like we've studied this passage a million times, whatever, like, wow, wine, amazing. Um, but I think this time, uh, what caught my attention were the servants that Jesus calls to, or the disciples call the servants, oh, uh, yeah, go and get all these um, giant basins of water. Um, and just imagining their situation being like, okay, so our problem is that we have no wine. And this guy is telling us to fill all these basins with water. There's no tap. I don't know what a tap is. Maybe water is miles and miles away. Get it within buckets with my donkey, whatever. I'm just imagining being a servant and being like, what is going on? This guy's crazy. Do you know how much work it is? Like, what if my cart breaks down? Whatever. And like, he's just getting these instructions. It's like, this is not the solution to the problem. And you're making me do so much work. Like, what? But recognizing that. Yeah, like the servants, because they did all that hard work, because they were like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but okay, sure, let me try and do that. Um, in the end, they see that they're like the firsthand witnesses who are like, wow, this water in these giant basins became wine. And this guy says that this wine is the best he's ever tasted. Um, and I think for me, that was like, the picture of what it is right now to be working in the kingdom um, that is here, but not yet. Um, because we're here, um, we're living everyday life, we're seeing all these things, and God is calling us to be faithful and to, um, yeah, to be bearers of um, his goodness and his peace and to work in tangible ways in this world. And a lot of us are like, wow, where's hope? I don't see it. What's the solution? I don't know. But in the end, it's the best wine ever. Um, and so for me, I was like, wow, I understand. And I don't understand, but I do. But, you know, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> that's, that's profound and beautiful all at the same time. Wow. I yeah. The first question I had for you is, um, how have you connected with God as your refuge and strength during this season of pandemic? Uh, yeah, for this question, I kind of had to think about it and um, yeah, really reflect on um, how I've connected with God, but also how he's been working in my life. Um, and the thing that really stood out to me um, through the past six months as I was reflecting is the fact that I kind of blindly gave my trust to God, um, I would say it's a more unconscious thing that I did than I really said, okay, God, right now I'm going to trust you and I trust that you have everything in your hands. I think I just kind of went about my life and that happened and I'm so, so thankful that it did um, because I was working in a long-term care home 
for all summer long from April to just three weeks ago. And I trusted that God was going to keep me healthy, that he was going to keep our residents healthy and our staff healthy, and that I would be able to go there. Um, yeah, and just stay safe. Um, and thankfully, praise the Lord, um, no one had a case of COVID, um, no residents. We had one false positive for a staff member, um, which threw us at first, which when we thought it was an actual positive, but it was a false positive. Um, so yeah, just going through that process of going to work and trusting that God would take care of me and would take care of everyone in that home. Um, and one other way that I've connected um, would be through just the practice of sitting down and reading my Bible, um, simple as it is, but I think it really, um, yeah, kind of took on a new um, shape in my life through this um, pandemic. And um, just reading his words, um, they sunk into my being, I would say more than they ever have. And I kind of got a fresh and new understanding of them. Um, so those two ways, I would say, are really connected with God. Has there been anything that surprised you about, about your relation, your relationship with, with God or with Christ through this pandemic? Has anything, has he revealed anything new to you? Has there been anything that has been, sh that's been shaping your life in ways that you couldn't have ever expected? Uh, yeah, through this pandemic, I've had, as I was kind of mentioning, um, a lot more questions than I would normally have, um, which may have come from just getting into the word more and actually learning more about him. Um, then all these questions start to come up. Um, but every time I had a question, it's either been answered or I've had peace about it. Um, and there's nothing that's left in me with his burning anger or anything. Like God just stills my being and says, you know what? Like, it's going to be okay. There is an answer to this. And even if you don't know the answer, I do. And it's not meant for you to know, <laughs> which is a hard thing to think about because I want to know all the answers to all of my questions. Um, but yeah, God has been really, really good, even through the questioning and more questioning that I've experienced during this time. The first question has been the same for all the students. How has God been your refuge and strength through these trying days of uh, the last six months or so? Yeah, thanks. Thank you very much, George, for having me. Um, it's pretty cool to be able to connect in some way, shape or form with others and share what's what's been my help or what what my experience has been um and i guess to answer your question it's it's an it's very interesting because i entering into the pandemic was really struggling with the idea that a lot of the things that i had wanted to have that i wanted to experience uh including residents at tyndale also moving forward to like camp that I was really looking forward to is the day I finished school, it would be the weekend and I would be at camp working and all those things that I was looking forward to were not happening. And that wasn't, that wasn't easy at all. And 
the funny thing and how I found, I guess, refuge in God and how that's been an experience was through simple Bible study that my family and I had. And we were talking, we started going through the book of Acts and it was, it was in that study that I had realized almost how, how insignificant my issues were. And it's not to say, it's not to like make 2020 such a simple thing or COVID-19 such a not hard event because it's, it's truly a trying time. But the way that I had been looking at it had been so personal, like it had been, had been centered on myself for such a long time. And the book of Acts and going through and seeing the selfless passion that these people had for other people and the love that they had for the gospel and the, the level of commitment to pursuing spreading that was much deeper than how I felt about any other thing that I was, that I was feeling down about. And the fact that these people were able to lose their lives and the fact that they were ready to get arrested and get in trouble because of all these things made me really think of like, maybe I guess restructure my, my intentions and perhaps only mine was wrong. Um, maybe no one else thought of, thought of all these challenges associated with the spiritual battle of, you know, giving Christ more attention than giving your personal desires. But it was just through that, that, that yes, this year is horrible. This year is terrifying. And I'm, I'm a huge extrovert. I love hanging out with people and these things are stripped away from us, but at least we're in contact with this beautiful thing called the gospel. And we're, we have Jesus and our goal doesn't end. My, my biggest form of evangelism had been at, through camp ministries at Ontario Pioneer Camp. And now that was taken away from me, but still my mission doesn't change. My goal as a Christian doesn't change. And I still have that refuge in the gospel. And that was something that I've been learning and that I've been growing on. And so that's personally the biggest way that I've been finding refuge to God. How has God surprised you or revealed things to you during this season that, that uh, perhaps you'd never thought about, either thought about him or he's revealed things about yourself that you've been surprised about? Uh, this, is a, this is an interesting one. I wouldn't say I was, there are things that I got surprised by because I had no idea about these things. There are basic truths that I think a lot of us as Christians hold on to, and especially when we go to places like Tyndale or you know Christian universities and seminary, it's very easy to overlook the basic concepts because we all had to go through that to be where we're at. And so I think the basic realities have been kicking in uh, for me. And simply the biggest one is the fact that my life is all for Christ. And it, it's, it's quite literally all about him and nothing about me. That, that humility aspect that I never, that I always talked about because of that's, that's the very Christian thing to say at camp, you know, Oh, we're doing this for Christ and all that stuff. And, and in a way we, I did mean it. I, it's not that I didn't, but to be able to see what, maybe not exactly practice, but to be able to really see again and again, uh, what life for Christ truly means, what truly it is, what it truly is to 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 surrender everything 
your goods, your needs, your desires, your interests for him. And I'm, I do a very sloppy job at it. And still, what that means is something that is extremely significant. And, I'm, and I had known that, but I'm relearning it throughout this process and being able to seek after others, to pray for others, the, the amount of wickedness that's going around, um, not just because COVID is definitely the biggest one, but through, through issues around racism and through issues that I've heard of back home for where I'm from in Ethiopia that has been very sad and things that would make you cry because of what you, just simply what you hear and the evil in the world and the opportunity we have to pray for all these people is, is yet another extension of living for Christ. I could be praying that I will be safer from COVID. I could be praying that I will be protected or that, you know, someone close by wouldn't lose their job. But all the evil things that are happening and being able to be selfless in that is something that I've, that I've been learning. And I'm so far from perfect. And the more you learn about it, you realize that you're really, really far from perfect. And it's been really not, I guess, surprising, but in a way it, it popped out of me. It, it, it was out of the blue, but it was really cool. It's been cool.